Welcome back to the Business Freedom Podcast. Lars Hedenborg here, founder of Real Estate B-School. This is part two today of a three-part series about your physical body and how it fuels growth in all other areas of your life. Our guest is Chris Dufay, and he is one of the nicest guy, guys I know, and he has like a 12-pack abs and is an awesome dad and just lives life and uh, does business at the highest levels that I've ever seen. He unveils a very simple plan to really sort of take control of your physical body and use it as a catalyst for growth in other areas of your life. And so this is part two of a three-part series. If you missed part one, go back one day and start at part one. And uh, if you're at any point wanting to maybe wonder about what it would look like to engage in what we do and grow your business without scaling your hours and being stressed all the time, what we do at Real Estate B-School is unconventional. You can sell more homes in less time with less stress. If that's you and you want to be our next case study, go to rebscasestudy.com. That's rebscasestudy.com. And we'll see you over there. Stay tuned for part two. The next is going to be what I love to uh, call and something I've termed, it was like 10 years ago, but it is a wind down routine. I'm going to make a massive assumption that you've heard of a morning routine. Plenty of people go jumping up and down about a morning routine. Yeah, morning routines are good and they're important. I'm not poo-pooing them whatsoever. I honestly believe a wind down routine, what you do before bed, especially that hour before bed is even more important because if you have a great night's sleep, your morning routine is going to be really good. Do you mean if you have a really shit night's sleep, you're going to be waking up and dragging your ass out of bed and that's not fun whatsoever as well. Okay. So a wind down routine is really, really important. And let's just talk about one hour. Sometimes I get a little bit more advanced with people when we talk about two to three hours before bed. Let's just talk about one hour before bed with what we want to be able to do. So the first thing is no technology. Okay. No phones, no iPads, no TVs, nada, no technology. You are shooting yourself in the foot if you think you're going to be productive by doing that. And it's just not good for your sleep whatsoever. Secondly, this can be a little bit more extreme. So just kind of bear with me for a second. No lights. This is something that we use uh, in our family now for the past, I want to say about three months now, we literally do not have any white lights on um, once the sun goes down. We've got a couple of salt lamps and candles. That's all we use. And it's great because it does stop you from doing things and continuing on with your day. But our sleep has been so much better. So all I would say was, yes, uh, if you can be as extreme and maybe even give it a shot, don't use any actual lights. And maybe if you can just go to candle lights or Himalayan salt lamps, that would be amazing as well. I promise you, it makes a huge difference. If you just gave it a one week crack, you'll notice the difference in the quality of your sleep as well. Um, the other one is no stress. So obviously it's a broad term when it comes to no stress, but effectively think about what is causing you a bit of mental anguish, a bit of mental, I'm not feeling that great. Anything that's causing you to go to bed, not feeling good. And I want to give two examples. So there are two things that I think can help really well. I've tried both of them. Um, and when I'm a good boy, I'll do both of them. Uh, the first one is I'll journal before bed. I will actually do a bit of a review of myself before bed. 
And then I'll ask myself a couple of questions. What did I learn today? Where did I go wrong today? What did I do right today? Uh, what am I grateful for today? And then I can also ask myself, what is my intention for tomorrow? Uh, I know there's been some great people in the world and some of their systems were, they would ask themselves a question and let their subconscious actually come up with the answers during their sleep as well. That can be some pretty good stuff that I've tried to some good effect as well. The second one, and this is for anyone that has a significant other, um, uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of the book, uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, right? Uh, they actually wrote another great book that I think is incredible uh, that was really transformational for my marriage. We've been married. It's actually coming up for our 10-year anniversary this December. Um, it's called Beyond Mars and Venus. Really good. And I'm pretty sure it's the, the main guy that wrote it. He actually wrote it with his daughter. Uh, and they do one thing called Venus time. So I'm just going to give you my experience with this. Uh, Venus time is all about this. Like as a male, uh, the masculine energy wants to problem solve. Okay. The female feminine energy wants to be able to speak and not have me come across and just like thunder and talk over the top of everything, trying to solve everything. Right. So this is what Venus time is. I just want to share with you something because this has been something really game changing, not just relationship, but it's a great little system to actually to make sure that you finish the day off um, on a high and on a positive. And what happens is my wife will sit down. She has eight minutes of talking about all the stuff that's worrying her. My job is to keep my mouth shut the entire time. I ain't allowed to say a thing. And I've got to be perfectly honest. The few times I did this at the very start, I constantly had to loop in my head. Don't talk, Chris. Don't talk, Chris. Don't talk, Chris. Don't talk, Chris. Because me as the masculine, I want to come through and I want to be able to problem solve. So my wife talks for eight minutes straight saying everything that's worrying her. The rule on her though is that she can't... Uh, say anything negative directly to me because it'll spark it up. Uh, Justin, the book is called Beyond Mars and Venus. And so then she talks for eight minutes, uh, getting everything off her chest. And then she spends two minutes saying everything positive. She just has to talk about gratefulness and everything that is good in her life for two minutes. Then you have a hug and then you walk off in different directions, go do whatever you do, and then you can come back and reconvene. That is something that I've just found really good. Um, I think for a relationship as well, it's just really good to have some open communication, but this could be something that you might want to put into your wind down routine as well. Does that help at all? Is that good? Thumbs up will help. Beautiful. Okay. I love that. Uh, okay. Uh, eight hours in bed, wind down and... Who was it before? Someone brought up the aura ring. I want to talk about, because I know this comes up a lot. Hacks. What are some biohacks? I don't love the word, but hacks. What are some things that we can do to be able to help uh, the quality of our sleep? The first thing I will say is the aura ring. Are you wearing one, Lars? Is that one on your left hand? Yes, beautiful. Okay, so Lars is wearing an aura ring. I've got mine just here. Um, I only wear it when I actually sleep. Uh, the Aura Ring's great because it is a great sleep tracker. To be perfectly honest, it's just accountability is the best thing. It's just actually making sure that it's giving you feedback. I know that I've had times when I've opened up the Aura Ring in the morning and the thing pretty much wants to jump down my throat and tell me to like pull my socks up and do better because I'm not having great sleep as well. Um, but it is a great accountability tool because it's literally going to give you feedback on what's going on. And if you are attentive and aware of what's going on with what aura is telling you, you will see 
are commonalities of what works and what does not work. And this is the thing with so much of health and fitness, someone can be saying, oh, Chris, what about X? What about this diet? Should I eat this food? Anything? And technically my answer is always going to start with it depends. And it's a, that's a shitty answer, isn't it? When someone says it depends to absolutely everything to start off with, but it's the absolute truth as well. And so when it comes to the aura ring, it's great because you're going to see what is starting to work for you and what is not working for you. And accountability is king. So you want to be able to do that. And I think that's really important. Uh, the next is magnesium. Okay. So many people. And when I was uh, physique coaching, I'd have my client, the vast majority of them do blood work and testing to make sure we we're very specific. So many clients were coming back and it's just shown that, especially in the US population, that so many people are magnesium deficient. Okay. If you want to get really technical, I would say you want to be able to have about 300 uh, milligrams of magnesium glycinate is probably the best one. It's also one of the cheapest forms as well. I can type it into the chat box later. Magnesium glycinate, 300 milligrams, um, let's say with dinner or before bed, that will help as well. Also, magnesium is involved in so many metabolic processes in your body. It's going to help with so many things. Uh, it has a close uh, correlation tie with actually helping you lose weight as well, but magnesium to help you before bed. Things such as melatonin, oh, I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to recommend melatonin. If I could be perfectly honest, the jury's out on that. Some people say it's good. Some people say it's, it's the absolute devil. Let's just not go there. It's not needed for it right now as well. Um, the other hack as well is what I said before, but I've got to reiterate this is just no white light. Um, I'm sure, I think it's actually upstairs. Um, you can get like blue blocking glasses. So you can get glasses that have got the orange tinge across them. So they stop the blue light. Yes, they are good, but I've got to be perfectly honest. When I actually stopped using lights in the home, once the sun had gone down, I didn't need to wear the blue blocking glasses. And I noticed my sleep had gotten better and the aura ring reported back that my sleep got better as well. So I think that could be something that is very beneficial. So just try it out, even if it's for a night, see how you go. I know it can be a bit of a pain in the ass, um, but it's one step if you want to be able to take that as well. So sleep, eight hours in bed, having a wind down routine and a couple of hacks to be able to help you be able to uh, make sure you're having, firstly, you're getting quantity. So that's why we talked about that first, because that's the easiest one. And then there's quality of sleep as well. Uh, then let's go to the next one. This is going to be, how do we nourish ourselves? Okay. And when we nourish ourselves, there is three things I want us to talk about. There is going to be the, what do I eat? There is going to be the, when do I eat? And there's going to be the what not to eat. So let's quickly cover these right now. So firstly, if we talked about the what do I eat? Um, I've actually got a link. I'll pop it in before I finish, but I'm not going to give it to you now because I don't want to distract everyone opening up a PDF document. But I've got a PDF document that I found that I've used literally for probably nearly 15 years, if I could be honest, um, which is a two-week bootcamp. So I would dare you, double dare you, triple dare you, I would urge you and recommend you to at least follow this really simple layout. It's called the two-week bootcamp. Um, it's just 
14 days of a really simple do this, don't do this. I don't care about how much food you eat. And quite literally, at the start of this, I don't care how much food you eat. As long as you're actually choosing the quality of foods, that's all I care about. You eat until your heart's content and you absolutely go for it as well. Um, Chris Camacho, you recommend magnesium glycine over melatonin? Yes, I don't recommend melatonin. Um, there is too many contra there's too many people saying it's not great uh, and not to go there. So I wouldn't actually recommend it for myself. Do I, I do take it sometimes. So I'm going to be an absolute hypocrite when saying that. Uh, so when it comes to uh, what to eat, it's simply going to be meat. If you want to eat meat, if you don't eat meat, don't eat meat. That's perfectly fine. I don't care. It's up to you. Uh, but it's going to be meat, vegetables and fat. Okay. So you're going to see in this uh, layout that I'm going to give you, it's going to be eat as much of these foods and then just take these foods out. And that's perfect. That's, that's it to start off with. Okay. Now there is one thing that's going to be a little bit more advanced because I know you're all, do you know what I mean? Smart cookies here. Uh, and it's something called an elimination diet. So what so much happens is people are eating foods that are, their body don't love. Maybe their taste buds love it, but their body doesn't love it. And what's causing is they're getting an inflammatory response, especially. And also what is happening is it's causing them stress upon their gut, especially their gut lining. Okay. So what we'll see is when we go back to these basics, you'll find that your gut and especially your stools are going to start becoming much, much better. Bloating goes away most of the time. And what you'll feel is inflammation goes away, water retention can go away, and you start getting such uh, more mental clarity as well. So now we start to feel better and you start to perform better. And we're starting to teach your body to be able to lose weight as well. So we're ticking all of these boxes just by doing that. So it's simply going to be the basics. Then there's not processed foods, right? We're not eating bread. We're not eating passes. We're not eating rice. Uh, and we're just going to focus on the three main ones, meat, vegetables, and fats. Okay. That's simply it. I'll get the link for you to make it real easy. Just follow that because it's literally, if there's any questions with it, this is the rule that I had with my clients. Once I gave you this 14 day layup, if you have any questions, the automatic answer is no, right? It's that basic. So it's like, if you have a question, no, it's not right. You're trying to go off the plan and you're trying to weave around it. We're going to say no to that. So the what to eat, we can cover really easily. Now, let's talk about the when to eat. This is really important. Just like what we did with the sleep, we said eight hours in bed. What I want us to do is I want us to pick an eight to 10 hour window of when you're going to eat. We're going to choose a eating window, okay? Now, I'm sure most of you have heard of intermittent fasting, okay? What we're going to do is we're just going to choose the eating window that we have. Now, technically, what I've heard from a lot of the science that's coming out now is it is actually better to eat at the start of the day, like in the morning, and you eat for, have an eight hour window. And then, so you'll stop, let's say like early to mid afternoon. I've got to be perfectly honest. I don't love that because I'm more of a morning person. So I'd rather work during the morning hours and up until about one to 2 p.m. And then I do my training and then I spend the rest of the day playing dad. 
right? That's when I put my family hat on and I turn off everything else. So for me, my eating windows towards the end of the day, I actually usually only eat between about three to 4 p.m. to about 7 p.m. So I have a very short window, but that's not what I want you to start with, okay? So if you haven't done intermittent fasting before, don't worry about it. We're gonna start. I want you to start with a 10 hour window. So I just want you to choose right now and put this in the chat box. What's the 10 hour window that you're going to eat? If you've done intermittent fasting before, Let's, let's do eight, okay? So it could be something like, oh, okay, I'm going to eat from, perfect. Lars says 11 to seven. That's, that is typically the actual time frame that we'll recommend most people to go with because of a couple of things. Uh, one, that's when hunger can kick in. So you can really easily take away hunger uh, to start off with and you'll probably start feeling hungry if you haven't done it before until about 10 to seven. And FYI, Hunger's not a bad thing. You're not freaking out. No, no one here, I, I feel pretty confident saying this. I feel pretty confident. No one here is going to drop dead from hunger because they pushed their breakfast back a couple of hours, right? I think we can do that. If I could be perfectly honest, it's a good thing to feel hungry. It's actually quite empowering because the problem is we've been so indoctrinated into just like eating the entire time and just like nah, 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 just having all this mouth pleasure chill out. It's okay. Let's just like back that off. So we've got 10 to 7, 9 to 5, 9 to 5. Beautiful. 10 to 6, 10 to 8, 8 to 3, 8 to 6, 11 to 8. Beautiful. I love this. This is a really good range of what you're being able to do. The one thing I would say, so when tying in the nourish to the sleep side is I would love if you could have at least a two hour window between your last meal and when you go to bed. So technically, if you were saying, oh, I'm getting into bed at, let's say, uh, 9 p.m., great, finish and have dinner at 7 p.m. I'd love that two-hour two window. Um, it has been shown to help with growth hormone. So growth hormone is going to be able to help you actually repair your body, and it can help with weight loss as well. It's a very important uh, hormone in your body. Uh, they it's like the anti-aging hormone, but whatever, it's actually really important, but you want to be able to have that gap simply so your body can digest the food and then it can go into the rest and digest mode for you to be able to sleep properly as well. So we've got an eating window. So that takes care of the when. So the when is when you are going to eat, let's say in Lars' point of view, Lars is going to have his first meal at 11, okay? Then the idea is eat every couple of hours. I don't care when. It's just eat every couple of hours and just keep eating until your eating window is done and then you finish. And we already know what to eat as well. I'm not going to say, oh, you've got to eat every two hours. Look, I, I've been there and done that. I've literally complete, uh, competed as a physique model, uh, competed in London, in Denmark and in Australia. I've been down that whole like bodybuilding world and everything like that. And I've done the whole six to eight meals a day, eating every 90 minutes. I'm, no, 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 it's crap. I hated it. No good, not healthy, no need to go there. We can completely avoid that, okay? So we've done the what, we've done the when, and now let's talk about the what not to eat. I'm just going to make three things, okay? And this is just for the two-week period, remember. So I'm just saying, hey, if you can try this for me for two weeks and report back on how you're feeling, amazing. Three things I would like to take out because sometimes it's easier to say what not than to say what to eat. It's going to be no sugar, it's going to be no dairy and it's going to be no gluten, okay? Now, some people say, oh, gluten, I can actually handle gluten and blah, blah. Well, there's also a case of zonulin and there's also a case of, well, do you have to eat it? Like, 
Are you going to, again, drop dead because you haven't eaten some bread? No, you're going to be perfectly fine. You can get a gluten-free option or just avoid it completely as well. So no sugar, no gluten, no dairy. Let's just take those out and you'll see in that 14-day plan that I'm giving you that you're not going to have that in there as well. So you can just follow that. And then the idea is you can start to reintroduce foods. So when the 14 days is over, day 15, if there's a food that you're like, oh, God damn it, I would just absolutely walk over dead bodies to make sure that it happens, um, then that's something that you don't have to do. So you can reintroduce that food. So let's say, for example, Lars, what's a food that's just like your vice, dude? What's something that you just absolutely love that you know after 14 days you're going to Well, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't let me have it after 14 days, but it would be some kind of salty snack. It, it would be gluten-y. Cool. Like what? Like uh, the um, there are these lime chili lime chips that I eat. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. See, see, he just lights up. He just lights up. This is brilliant. I totally love. But I'll eat the whole bag. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant, dude. So, dude, I totally love that. And so, let, let, this is what we're going to do. So, day fifteen, Lars. I want you to eat those chips, right? I want you to eat those chips on day fifteen. I want you to eat the whole bag. Like, sit there, no guilt. And this is the other thing as well. I literally have had an eating disorder. I had bulimia at the point when I was also competing as well. There was a lot of mental issues, especially when it comes to shaming guilt around food. So when you think about it, I'm trying to eat this food to give me pleasure, but I'm feeling shaming guilt on the other side. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't equal happiness right now. So let's completely avoid that. So what I would say was in Lars' point of view, do the 14 days, day 15, have the lime chips, enjoy them, no guilt, you've done great. Then the next day, I want you to report back on how you feel, right? Now, what we want to do is we want to see what foods agree with you and what foods don't agree with you. Because the microbiome and our gut health, which is too advanced for today because we're already covering it, but I'm kind of like slight, I'm Trojan horsing it for you, but effectively want to see how do you actually feel after a food. And so the whole like elimination diet spiel is about finding uh, what foods work for you and what foods don't work for you. Because to be perfectly honest, if you find a food, like let's just say, for example, uh, donuts. Who loves donuts? Put your hand up if you love donuts. JR McGee, hand goes right up. Love you, brother. I love that stuff. Okay, amazing. Now, if I just went and smashed, let's say, uh, so actually I remember when I was uh, back at school, my best friend's dad was the guy that brought Krispy Kreme from America to Australia, right? So I remember we'd go surfing in the afternoon, we'd be back at his house, his old man would rock up and he'd have just like dozens and dozens of Krispy Kremes and he'd throw me a box. I'd smash that box of Krispy Kremes in an instant, right? And I felt terrible after it every single time, but I kept going back for more because those things are wicked. But if I did that today, oh my God, I would just be... I'd have man flu. I'd just be like, oh, I feel so bad. I'd be dragging my ass across the ground. It wouldn't be fun to be around me, right? And I wouldn't be getting much work done and I wouldn't be very effective and it's just not good, right? So you want to be able to find what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and to make sure as well that you can make things really simple moving forward, okay? So we've covered what to eat and I'm going to give you that 14-day layout. When to eat, we know our eating window. What not to eat, we've got three things that we're going to cut out and we can see how you're feeling after it. Because the whole idea is you're going to be able to be the master of your own knowing what to do, okay? It, this isn't about me writing a diet plan. 
and saying, here you go, that's not what works. Because literally on a day-to-day basis, what you need and what you don't need to nourish yourself is going to be completely different. So that's why if I have this diet plan and say, hey, follow this, honestly, it's a bunch of crap because it's not specific to you on a day-to-day level as well. So I've actually got one client that does extremely individualized uh, diet coaching. He will get his clients to take blood sugar measurements. Okay. So I helped him put together this program. Takes daily blood sugar measurements. So literally prick your finger and get your blood glucose first thing in the morning. Every client has to use an aura ring to track their HRV as well and to uh, track their body temperature. On those three biometrics, he will determine what your training and diet needs to be for that day, right? And that's the kind of individualization. But if you can just be, hey, I know what not to eat and what to eat, and you can kind of go by feel, which is where you want to go to, you'll be absolutely laughing as well. Does that make sense with the narrow section? Boys and girls, amazing. You're doing good. Hopefully you are picking up what I'm putting down. I hope you have enjoyed hearing from Chris and his simple plan to master your physical body. So instead of showing up in life a six out of 10 in terms of your energy, you're coming at life and business with a 10 out of 10. You know, I'll say this, if you want to learn more about how to, um, you know, be around folks that are trying to achieve at a high level in our businesses and our personal lives and using our real estate business to be the catalyst for growth in other areas of our life, make sure you check out our case study program. Go to rebscasestudy.com. That's rebscasestudy.com. Maybe you could be one of our next case studies. We'll see you over there. Thanks for listening to the Business Freedom Podcast. If you're getting value from the podcast, would you please leave us a five-star review and share it with others who might benefit from the content I'm sharing. And if you're ready to scale your real estate business sustainably and profitably, there are a couple options for you. If you're doing under 500,000 in annual GCI, our Business Foundations program is for you. Head over to getbusinessfoundations.com. That's getbusinessfoundations.com and learn how you can make the shift from overwhelmed real estate agent to true business owner. If you're doing more than 500,000 in annual team GCI, there's our graduate program designed for top producers and team leaders who want to grow their team and scale their business. If that's you, go to realestatebschool.com and apply for a free business growth strategy session. No matter where you are in your business growth journey, we have the tools, systems, strategies, training, and coaching to get you where you want to be. Remember, only you can create your future. So take action now.